joined by Mr. St. Laurent, promoter extraordinaire. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, your uh, new managerial uh, duties, I guess, is the sure, way you want to sure. put it. Uh, some of what's going on at Kings of Coliseum this weekend. Uh, how are you doing today? Doing great. So excited to be here with you. Big fan of your writing. I was honored to be asked to be on. And I'm trying to spread the word of the greatness of Microman, who I am promoting in Major League Wrestling now. Pound for pound, the best fighter in the world, inch for inch, the most talent there's ever been in one body in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, is he faster than a speeding bullet? I haven't tested that, but I think he is. I'm trying to get some of the permits approved to, you know, actually prove that, of course. Uh, here I come to save the day comes to yes. mind. Uh, yes, of course. Of course. You mentioned this. Uh, he, he made it, made his uh, presence felt in Dallas, but is Philadelphia a micro town? I think it will be, you know, it's, it's interesting because when you look at the history of the 2300 arena, which people of our generation probably still think of as the ECW arena is known for a lot of things, you know, hardcore wrestling and, and the fans being so passionate in South Philly. But I also think the fact that Lucha Libre is so popular in the United States. Now you have to owe a lot of that to the fans in South Philly who saw Rey Mysterio first and saw Seacosis first and so many more and really appreciated what they brought to the table. So uh, I think they have a long-standing appreciation for Lucha Libre and, and not just Lucha Libre, but like cutting edge, innovative, pushing the limits, Lucha Libre. And what could be more extreme, more pushing of the limits than a man that's three feet tall, 62 pounds, second generation wrestler, just an incredible athlete, the skill that he has. This is not a novelty. This is not a gimmick. Yes, he is tiny, but he's an incredibly talented athlete that the world deserves to know about. So it's kind of my job to go out there and, and bang the war drums and make sure everybody finds out about Microman. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do want to talk a, a bit more about him, uh, but one good point you really just made about how the ECW crowd uh, really was like the first one to really uh, not only see Lucha Libre on that level in the United States, but really embrace it. And it's become, yeah. Uh, almost like a, a staple or what that company was known for so much so that, uh, you know, I'll mention really quickly, another event coming up is Expo Lucha in June. And, you know, I talked to Kevin and one of the reasons that they kind of picked Philadelphia was it was the anniversary, you know, it was scheduled before COVID, but now it's coming back. But uh, one of the reasons that they picked the, 25 or 2300 arena is because of the significance of, you know, Ray Mysterio coming to the United States. And, you know, you mentioned psychosis and like sort of how uh, much of an impact that, you know, Lucha had on ECW. So it's really cool to see, uh, to hear you say that about uh, what is really, a, you know, a dedicated crowd, like no matter really who you put in sure. front of them, they, and, they and invest and they learn too. It's every style. They're very open-minded. You know, some people are a little bit intimidated by that Philly crowd because if they don't like you, they will let you know and they will let you know very loudly. But they're open to new, exciting, cutting-edge kind of things. That's what Microman brings to the table. I'm so excited for him to be going to Philly for the first time. Um, and I think the fans are going to love him because mm -hmm. if you don't bring it, if you are just a gimmick, they will uh, – 
they will rain all over you and, and drench you in their feelings. Uh, but Microman can bring it. He is the real deal. And, and I know he'll be a huge success in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have uh, brought a lot of diverse talent over the years. I believe my first show was, it was super fight 2019. I okay. Think. Yeah. So you, you look back on that card and having like Tom Lawler there. And I think uh, Fatu, I think that might've been like one of his first shows with you guys to now having, you know, you have on this card, Hammerstone defending the title against uh, Rich Holiday and Microman, Enzo, uh, Gangrel is going to be there, you know, going back to the ECW guys, you have the Blue Meanie. So there's like a variety of things and, going and the on. Sandman, there. And then in terms of, you know, the new generation, you've got Lindsay Dorado making his MLW debut. It's a super stacked card. You can get those tickets at MLW2300.com. I mean, for me as a kid growing up, staying up <laughs> till three in the morning to watch ECW on the Sunshine Network, mm-hmm. um, every time I go to Philly, it's extra special. The blood is pumping extra fast. And uh, I've, I've told Microman, like, this, you better be ready to bring it. This is the place. This is the place. And he's excited, too. Yeah, I I didn't realize he's only 23 years old. Like, yes, very young. You know, he started wrestling young and his father was a very accomplished wrestler in Mexico as well. Um, But, you know, Microman is the real deal. You know, you have to see him in person to really understand his greatness. So, you know, definitely for me to finally bring him to the 2300 arena from the second I found him in my head, I was like, oh, when he goes to Philly, it's going to be so great. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm looking up some of his stuff. Uh, he's on like talk shows in Mexico. He's on yeah. like these really big shows. I, I mentioned uh, he was with you guys in Dallas. Um, the the six man match just aired uh, last week. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's going to be really exciting. And, you know, you mentioned one of uh, you mentioned some of the newer names that you have coming out. Uh, Alex Kane has uh quite the challenge coming up this weekend the uh absolutely the thriller thriller and filler yeah that's gonna be a great one Uh, i'm curious to see how that plays out enzo versus lince dorado mads kruger and fatu in a weapons of mass destruction match hammerstone defending the heavyweight championship of the world against richard holiday uh this card is just stacked from top to bottom um you know I, i head out to to philly in the morning and just uh it's going to be tough to sleep tonight. Every time I go to Philly, I'm extra excited. Yeah. Do you uh, do you know who the victim is yet? Or does we're gonna have to see? We're gonna have to see. I mean, Kane's... I don't want I don't want the name. I just <laughs> is, is does he know his fate yet? <laughs> we're gonna have to see who answers the challenge. That's part of the fun of the first ever thriller in Philly. All right. Uh, I, I mentioned this. Uh, did you actually know that uh, there there was a, a thriller in Philly in uh, TV history? Oh, really? Fill yeah. me in. So there was an episode of Boy Meets World. It was actually the first time Vader appeared on the show. Really? Did not know that. I'm yeah. a big Boy Meets World fan, I will admit. But yeah. uh, it wasn't the one where uh, I think what was the it was they had the prom and the wrestling match at the same right, time. Right. Yeah, that's the one everybody remembers. But there was one where uh, Corey made the wrestling team. And I think not uh frankie but the other guy right right i can't joey yeah i don't remember his name either. yeah so they were wrestling and vader showed up as frankie's dad so that was like his first appearance gotcha gotcha yeah what was was it uh 
Clarissa explains it all where the mom was like a roller derby uh, oh. competitor or something like that. I think so. That, same, yeah, that sounds yeah, same era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was like a, a trope for a while. And the, the sitcom and the parent is a wrestler or a roller derby or some sort of uh, outside of the box athlete. Yeah, I'm trying. I think you're right, but I'm trying to think of. Because she always used to come in with like the helmet and the elbow pads or right, something. Right, yeah, and, like, yeah. Go through I think the kitchen. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, so we we'll have to wait and see uh, what goes on there. Um, I, I do want to touch on the what I assume is going to be the main event, uh, a story that's been months in the making. Uh, the dynasty implodes. Hammerstone versus Richard Holiday. Um, yeah. You know this one's really interesting because. Fatu and Hammerstone, it was the match that fans kept asking for. You guys finally did it. It came to a head. And then you almost, it didn't go right into it, but you, you know, you have this story like right there, ready to go. It, it really sets up Hammerstone as a, uh, it gives them some depth almost. Yeah. So was that always the plan? Like, did, was that ever, Oh, we gotta, you know, we gotta have them feud, or you know, can you just talk about like, you know, why the timing was right for this and why it made sense, you know, for you know, him I as think, champ? I, I think anytime, and this goes for any sport that's an individual sport, and there's not many sports you can compare to wrestling where it's an individual sport, but also kind of a team sport. So I guess I'll compare it to uh to tennis a little bit. And my background before I was a wrestler was actually in tennis. Mm-hmm. Um if you have success in, in doubles tennis and then one of the partners has success in singles, there's always going to be some natural jealousy. Um, I just think that's inevitable. And so, you know, in, in MLW, when we were building to this huge collision course, Hammerstone versus Fatu, um, the immovable object versus the irresistible force and all that kind of stuff. Well, of course, what's holiday's reaction going to be if Hammerstone is successful or, or if Hammerstone had been unsuccessful. I think that was a natural question that every follower of MLW was going to have. So, you know, to wait too long to answer that question, I think would have been very unnatural um, because in, like I said, in any other situation, put yourself in the shoes of holiday. How would you feel? Um, and you know, as much as I would love for everything in life to be kumbaya and everybody is happy for everybody, we are a selfish species by nature at times. It's part of what drives us to try to achieve more and more greatness. So I, I think for holiday and hammerstone, the odds of holiday, just being happy for him and sticking by his side for the next five years seemed very slim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Looking forward to that. Uh, we mentioned a couple of the other matches that are going down on the card. Uh, we'll, we'll see who answers the challenge. Um, the uh, one more match I want to touch on really quick. Uh, the women's featherweight champion. We got Taya Valkyrie against Holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, two great competitors in their own right. Um, Holiday's really, you know, Holiday has been uh staking her claim on MLW TV, but then you have Taya come in. She has right. the name recognition, the, the resume. Uh, if, if fans aren't familiar with either one of them or, you know, maybe haven't 
seen Taya's work in a while because, you know, you want to put it this way. She's been known as Frankie for a little while, but uh, what, what should fans look forward to the most about this? You're going to have, you know, you get a nice footnote with the, yeah. the inaugural title, but what about the match itself? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great match. First of all, I think Taya has got a lot to prove. She hasn't been in MLW in a long time. It's a chance to win a world championship in her first match back in MLW. No, she's been taking this very seriously, training very hard. You know, when I first started talking to her, like if she was going to come back to MLW, she wanted to go towards the title right away. You know, it wasn't this kind of thing of like, oh, let's see how it goes. And, you know, I'll have a couple matches, work my way up kind of thing. Um, she wanted a gun right for Holiday because Holiday, you know, in recent months has kind of been the, the leading woman here in MLW. So I think it was a natural match to just do right away. Um, you know, we do a lot of tournaments in MLW. This one, we wanted to do something a little different instead of a tournament. Holiday, in terms of the women who have been here recently, was clearly the number one. Taya, who's very experienced and has a big following and has had a lot of success other places and holds world titles in other companies right now. Um, I think she was certainly deserving to just slide right into that match. And um, I think they're really going to bring it. You know, sometimes I think, especially in, it's in a, a new championship kind of situation, but just in general, let's face it, women athletes historically have not gotten as many opportunities in this sport as the men have. Um that needs to change that is changing that will continue to change but i do think sometimes they feel a little extra pressure when the spotlight is on them more like hey we need to bring it this is not just about us this is about everybody else as well uh and i'm sure both of them will be be looking to have a classic yeah absolutely as i mentioned the inaugural mlw women's featherweight champion uh got a heavyweight title fight uh, on the card, uh, weapons of mass destruction match, tag team, uh, world tag team championship, uh, world middleweight championship match coming up. Quite the loaded card. Um, we're bringing it all, man. Seriously, you guys are really loaded. Like, we're ready to go. You're going all out uh, yeah. this weekend, but then you still have Battle Riot coming up. Uh, yep. And then the Chicago show yep. in July. Uh, what else can. Uh, fans look forward to uh I, I know every once in a while when you do an interview you kind of tease some surprises uh anything you kind of want to put out there no i think it's going to be a, a huge summer for mlw you know we're always looking for for more talent new talent we're always working on on bigger deals and you know there's some pretty exciting stuff that's, that's heating up and just waiting for the ink to dry and all that and um, you know, feel very optimistic, not just about the sport in general, but MLW in particular, you know, we have a, a type of fan that is very passionate about wrestling, um, but maybe has a, a little more of a, a logical approach to what they want in their wrestling. We are not a cartoon. We are not a variety show. Uh, we have kick-ass athletes, world-class athletes, going in the ring, doing what they do. And I think fans appreciate that. I think they appreciate that they can watch every week for free on YouTube. Uh, if you prefer old school linear style, which I do Saturday nights on BN sports at 10 o'clock. Um, we try to be everything for everybody, every style. Um, we're very versatile in the ring. And then in terms of how you can access us. And uh, I think that's kind of been how we've made our mark. Give us your 55 minutes a week. It's the, the quickest, fastest paced, best one hour wrestling you're going to find anywhere in the world. 
We're not asking for your firstborn. We're not asking you to watch 10 hours a week. We're not asking you to not have any other hobbies or not have wives or girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever. Um, you know, we, we want to be an enjoyable highlight of your week, but we are not asking for your entire life. So I think the kind of fan that we attract really appreciates that. We have a lot of fans that enjoy UFC, enjoy Lucha Libre, and enjoy football and basketball and everything else. Uh, and when it's time to watch pro wrestling, American-based pro wrestling, uh, MLW to them, especially if you're from our era or you just appreciate a more serious style, uh, that's been our calling card, man. And we're growing. The numbers are up. Uh, you know, we had Davey Richards when he challenged for the World Heavyweight Championship. Hundreds of thousands of people watched all over the world. So, you know, if the people that are out there gunning for us, bigger companies that are messing with us, trying to hold us down. Uh, the sky is still going to be the limit for us because the fans are demanding it. They're supporting it. They're spreading the word. Everybody watching this, tell all your friends to tune in. If they don't send them that YouTube link every Thursday. And um, this is a grassroots do it yourself, word of mouth kind of thing. If I had a billion dollars to write a check and, you know, pay off every writer in the world and have billboards all over the place, I would do it. I don't have that. So I, I really rely on the people that read your site and watch this kind of stuff. All right. Well, I, I don't know how you could put it any better. Uh, I personally, I like watching Thursdays. Uh, it, it's an, it's a very easy show to watch. Like you said, it's 55 minutes. Um, go check them out live. If you can May 13th in Philadelphia, the 2300 arena, but uh, there, there's so many different ways to watch the show. I watch on Thursdays. You watch on Saturdays, just, you know, there's a lot of good content coming out. Uh, Production's top notch too. That's you know. Hey, we're not mailing it over here. Yeah, we're I'll not say in, that too. We're not at your local gym uh, with basketball hoops right above the the top rope and all that. No, we you know this is a high quality, uh, high end produced show with the greatest athletes from all over the world: Mexico, Japan, United States, United Kingdom, Canada. Um, and that's not going to cost you anything to watch it on YouTube. And if you're anywhere near Philly, three, four hour drive, it's worth it. You're going to have the time of your life. Be there this Friday. Get those tickets at MLW2300.com. Um, and listen, man, you've always supported MLW so much and we appreciate it. That's why I'm here, man, because you've, you've really helped spread the gospel for us.